And it's so crazy because I haven't thought about that in a long time. And that was a very difficult period in my life. I decided to go back to kind of my childhood and draw. How are you coming up with these ideas? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? I couldn't believe it. How would you describe your creative journey? Constant up and down journey. So it's kind of like as if I'm low-key living the dream of my seven-year-old self. I'm trying not to have a fan moment here. Arthur, thank you for coming. We made it happen. We, we have a new setup now that we designed together. Shout out to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Is this one of your first times that you have been on like a conversation podcast type platform in a while now? Yeah, this is definitely the first time I'm ever formally on a podcast. Uh, I've, I've had interviews in the past but uh i'm really excited for for this kind of format for sure that's that's awesome and I, i'm excited too <laughs> uh how how would you describe your creative journey it's been a constant up and down journey that probably started at a very young age because i kind of grew up in that environment uh my my dad being an artist and my mom being an architect but i kind of let that go when I chose to go to CJP University and I decided to go into physics and as much as I, I miss I love science and I love rational thinking and, and pragmatic thinking I I don't think physics was for me and so I quit that and and that was a very like difficult period I guess in my life and I decided to go back to kind of my childhood and draw and and I posted on Instagram, like a for a random reason I had never posted everything on, or any drawing on Instagram, and this guy that I hadn't spoken to in like five years asked me to ta tattoo that drawing, and I was like, what the hell? I I couldn't believe it, you know, something I had never really shown the world, and and it was already being appreciated, and that kind of gave me a lot of hope. Anyways. And the story continues with actually Angelo, which you've interviewed as well. And he really kind of motivated me to keep creating and, and, and gave me the confidence to just try new things. And, and honestly, then Gildas, which is another uh, member of the ringleaders, he helped me a lot and kind of gave me confidence. And I mean, I looked up to those two people a lot and to see that they were enjoying what I was doing kind of gave me confidence. And then couple years later, I, 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 I studied design at Concordia. I just graduated actually this summer. And so now I kind of feel like I'm on a more personal journey. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a long Personal way journey. So let's go back to your days when you were studying physics. What kind of made you realize, okay, this might not be something that I want to pursue. And I want to go back to my childhood. Yeah, I think... A lot of things actually kind of without my control were happening in my life at that moment. I was, I had to move away. I, I moved to Montreal to do physics. And um, I don't know, I feel like I led away a lot of things that I had in my childhood. And that was difficult in itself. But um, but I think it was just the circumstances where I just, I just didn't feel like that's what I had to do. Or that's what made me happy every morning when I woke up, you know, and and I stayed there for like a year. I mean, it's not as if like that happened and the next day I quit, you know, and I was like, no, I, I was convinced that I had to do this. But uh, but ultimately I had to let go. And and like I was telling you earlier, actually, it, it had been a very difficult period in my life. But I'm really grateful that it happened because I kind of saw what I didn't want to be in. a I didn't want to be in that situation. And so from then I don't know, I've just been kind of grateful for the journey that brought me here today. <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. I mean, why is it that you pursued physics in the first place? I love to understand how things are, kind of. And and I love fundamental thinking, I guess. So I'm interested in like, and, and this happened like ever since high school. I just love to know how water and atoms worked and sun and like stars and, yeah i mean it's so fascinating and i i love i don't know i just loved physics and every time i would learn something new about physics i was even more interested about it but 
I just don't think it's actually my my skill set that drives me forward. I think it's something I love to learn about. Similarly to now, I love to I love to learn about psychology and and philosophy because those two are kind of understanding the world in its kind of fundamental state. But deep down, I think practically what I enjoy the most is kind of more abstract and more creative. Do you have a vivid memory from your childhood where you were like, this is something I wanted to do and physics was not leading me there? Well, it's funny because a lot of my childhood I kind of had put aside when I was studying physics because it was more, I was kind of seeing myself as going into the science. But now what I'm doing today, I can look back actually at moments when I was like seven years old. And actually, I remember that before I wanted to go into physics, I wanted to be an inventor. Inventor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I, and I used to actually, when I was like in first grade, like, I don't know, that's like seven years yeah. old. I would in recess pick up like random stuff on the ground and like, in the, the, the recess area on the floor and like try to think of how I could design objects with that or like automated like robots and stuff like that. And it's so crazy because I haven't thought about that in a long time. But now what I'm doing is I'm kind of doing a similar thing where I'm like finding objects on the street that I think that could have an interesting value and I'm creating lamps with them you know so it's kind of like as if i'm low-key living the dream of my seven-year-old self you had to take another path to realize that the path that you were taking was not necessarily the path that you wanted to take yeah yeah i think and i think that that applies for a lot of people i think you you shake your ego yeah to a point where you kind of have to look at yourself without these like superficial things that make you happy and kind of figure out what are the things that actually drive me forward. And I think, at least for me, that's what it is. It, I had, my ego had to die for, for me to, to flourish today, kind of. Talk about something, you know, you mentioned, you were like, I was studying physics in McGill University. That was your identity to yourself mm -hmm. as well. And then you said that you had to go back to ground zero and sort of restart yeah and build your self-identity again so how was that like it's it's almost weird to say because it's not so practical but you kind of have to trust a, like a intuitive part of you which isn't rational you know like logically i should be continuing to study this field but i had to kind of feel deep down that that wasn't what i was supposed to be doing and i think that it does definitely help to have like a surrounding that is supportive and that's kind of why like Today, a lot of things I'm interested in is like kind of inspiring others to pursue whatever they want to do. Because, I mean, if it wasn't for Angelo and Gildas and my parents and my, my friends, I don't think I would have had the confidence to do so because it's so irrational at that moment. And yeah, so I think that definitely and, and I think that you you gain so much joy by doing what you love like that. But yeah. it takes it takes courage because it's like you're sacrificing the known for the unknown kind of hundred percent. Wow. No, that's a fantastic way to put it. Um, you know, you're someone who has worked on so many projects. How have you been able to apply those, the things that you learned while you were studying physics to now as a creative, a lot of things that I learned was kind of to always like a professor in chemistry actually had told me this and he, he used to say always uh, vise l'excellence, which is, always aim for the best. So you never, you know, when you're trying to study for a test, you're not aiming for 80%. And it, worst case scenario, you get 70. You always aim for 100. And worst case scenario, you get 90, you know? So that definitely has always, that level of commitment and professionalism, that has carried through in a lot of my projects. Because whenever I do a projects, it's like, especially the, the, the early ones, I, I was paint on Converse. That was like my first thing yeah and i mean i could have just done that and just post a picture on it and, and expect something to come out of it and i was like no i want this to look exactly as if converse had released this and at the time i was obviously working at off the hook which helped me a lot because i was like I'll, I'll, I'll photograph it in the studio at off the hook with a professional photographer and 
you know, I'll do a marketing that looks like as if it was actually Converse doing it. And that, by surprise, got me to a point where Converse, after I had I, I done 10 pairs, Converse had sent me an email, Taylor actually, shout out, um, and she was like inviting me to this official Converse event. And I was like, holy shit, it's crazy. You could, it's just a matter of like, I think you have to believe in yourself or at least pretend to believe it yourself at the beginning at a point that others could believe it in you as much, you know, like. You've always been able to believe in yourself? Well, no, exactly. Like, I think if it wasn't for these early people who kind of gave me like that push and obviously my parents for sure have been super supportive, you know, I, I was able to not, you know, my parents were never like, you need to study something to to make money or to have a job that's prestigious like they were like why are you going into physics why do you care so much about these things if if it's not what's making you happy you know so that's I, i've been lucky about it. and again like i said that's something i i hope to share with others for sure you know yeah how how were you because it was one of your first projects mm -hmm. or were you able to meet your vision exactly with well, that project i mean i feel like I, I winged it a lot and and I think that's the way to go like I just had an idea I, I remember I was walking and at that point I had created that logo which is the guy the guy who he tattooed himself that was my first drawing and that was my, that's my logo that little red red little dude and I was looking at it and I was like yo I could separate it in half and it would look like the Comme des Garçons converse and it would just be a funny joke and I had a pair that I didn't really like as much I was like, I'll just do that for fun. And I did it and I kind of liked it. And I was like, oh, I'll just take a picture of it. You know, I was very like impulsive. And I think now I'm less interested in making a, a, a project look perfect because I feel like that's a skill that's just kind of more, I guess, practical and, and it's not as creative. I'm more interested in just the idea now, but I still have that philosophy of like when you have an idea that you think is a good one, just execute it and share it to the world, you know, and and some people, I think they think that by posting it on Instagram or whatever, you're kind of putting it the attention back to yourself. And I've actually I actually disagree with that a lot where I think that when you're posting something that you you believe in and that you have an idea about, you're actually sharing to the world ideas and and inspiring others it's it's a very selfless act because you're actually being vulnerable by doing so you know and so it, what did you learn from that converse project it gave me confidence for sure but and it, and it gave me an ability to see like i can create a project and it could have an impact on others and i know that you can sell a project and i kind of saw the the mechanism behind it and now i've pinpoint what i like about that sequence and what i like the most is really the ideas idealization so i think that's what kind of what i learned about that project uh that makes sense yeah no that makes sense so then like why why study design well i had i i wanted to finish my undergrad okay and and i wanted to be in a, an environment of like academic somehow and i mean design seemed like close enough to what I was doing you know I was kind of doing this type of fashion design or whatever and yeah I was just excited to go back to school and to have a community of people that are into that and in design like I that really kind of humbled me down because I was kind of confident with all my doodles they were kind of working and and I I was seeing my path go towards there and when I got into design, I was like, oh, my God, you know, there's so many things you can do. And there's so many talented people out there that aren't necessarily, you know, I feel like I was doing something very easy at that moment. And I was seeing other people have crazy ideas. And I was like, I kind of like that. You know, I, I wanted to go into that path of just exploring more and more. And like, I, I didn't want to limit myself as much as I did. And I think limiting yourself is a good thing, especially for like a brand because you keep your consistency and like you can reverse each project back to itself or some around itself 
Well, Does that make sense? Or? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, at the beginning, you know, I, I liked to draw. And I had I did a bunch of different drawings. Like, I, I can draw more realistically, but I was, I was seeing an impact with those little doodles. So I just kept doing those little doodles. And, like, I, often I was like, I'm going to do something else. But a lot of people were like, no, no, just keep doing the doodles. That's what makes more sense commercially. And they were right, you know, like, as I keep doing that, it relates back to the same identity. And that's kind of what I'm doing now with my, my projects with, uh, like I call it under the umbrella of J. Arthur, which are, I'm exploring objects around the artist studio and trying to recontextualize them. So the canvas, the easel, uh, like colors in general, you know, very abstract, but I'm kind of limiting the, the, the direction I can go with it because otherwise I could do anything, you know, and, and, it, and you would lose the identity, I feel. So I think it's important to kind of narrow down the spectrum of what you're trying to do. Like you, for example, you know, your podcast is creatives starting conversations, you know, so you're not going to start inviting IT people unless that's the idea, the, you know, the identity yeah. goes towards there, yeah. but it's important to stay kind of focused on what you're doing, I think. Do, do you have a favorite project? I always want the next project to be my yeah. favorite project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to go f so far in life, man. <laughs> um, because I, I don't know who, who is this person. Uh, th there's this person, like you, you ask them something and they're like, oh, the next thing I do will yeah. be like my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. No, but that's, I mean, I think that's what everybody strives for, you know, or at least, I don't know, I, I'm excited by that, you know, because I always want to, and, and I mean, sometimes it's good because it drives me forward, you know, I'm like, yeah. I could do better, but it does take away from the kind of pleasure of, you know, I did something good and I'm happy about that and that's enough, you know, or at least that's good enough for now, but uh Definitely right now, the projects I'm excited about is like I, I've been doing, I, I think you saw that the, the easel series, I call it. And right, so I invite yeah. people to come to my house or whenever people come to my house, mostly creatives as well. I, I invite them to create a sculpture based off easels. Like a, it's like w a wooden structure that usually makes easels to paint with. But we create random structures. And what's so fun about this project is that, first of all, I love projects that are very uh, cooperative because that's I, it follows my philosophy of allowing others people to well inspiring others people to create as well and to put themselves in that vulnerable place where you don't know what you're doing you know you have four pieces of wood yeah and what are we doing here and I kind of pretend that there's nothing awkward about it and ultimately every single time something crazy new happens so it's so exciting that project because first of all i share it with others but i never know what's going to happen with it and that's like your podcast kind of yeah, yeah i guess yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably that's how you feel when you you have a podcast for sure um yeah no but it, there's a lot of moving parts uh with the podcast and like you said because i mean you have to differentiate it you have to like kind of because you you know you, you sit down and then sometimes sometimes like I'll, I'll sit down with people and like i will not even look at my notes because like there's so much other stuff that we can mm -hmm. talk about that i didn't even or we didn't even think about mm -hmm. type of thing you know like we were not really supposed to talk about physics as much as we did mm -hmm. um okay so easels project is like a project that you're like very proud of or i'm ex i mean i'm excited about it i you're it, excited it, it about continues it. to give me joy and i don't know where it's going also which is how did kinda... you come up with easel's project right okay that's a good you know well okay so the first time i touched upon oh i've been interesting in recon like i said recontextualizing familiar objects that are found in the artist studio i i think my, my goal with that is kind of to play around with how much you can create out of so little with just the bare necessities, which is kind of like what I was doing with physics, you know, with bare equations, you can, you can create new equations. And, and I like it because it's kind of a, 
it's kind of selfless because I'm not pointing to an, a, a direct route of understanding by saying, look, this is what I'm trying to paint and this is the emotion I want to get out of it. I'm actually interested right before that. So I'm interested with the canvas itself. I don't even have to paint on the canvas. The canvas itself is a materiality that is worth exploring, you know? Uh, so it's, it's fun because it's less obvious and it's more interpretive, I find. And so the easel was another obvious kind of object to play around with because you set up the painting on the easel and you don't think about the easel. The easel is just holding the, the canvas, canvas yeah. and you want to direct the painting, but the easel is holding the whole thing together, you know? And so it's like as if I'm paying back homage to the, to the easel. That's amazing. And, and I mean, that started out of an accident because we were supposed to do this lamp for a class in design. And I wanted to do something that was so like kind of much more interested about the idea of the object than it's phys like it's aesthetic or it's it's qualities, it's functional qualities. I want it to be more, you look at it and it makes you think of an idea. And so that's kind of how I, I touched upon the easel. And then I went to the art co-op and uh, this guy, Sam, he helped me and he lended to me four easels and he was like, we, we have them forever like just take, take them and I had them in my apartment and I was like maybe I could design stuff out of this and at one point I was on a phone call and I was just playing with these pieces of wood and I just created the structure and I was like damn this is really kind of interesting and from then I just I mean I did it with my roommate Lola back in the time and I did it with other people and I was like every single time it's some people create horses. Some people create shapes, and like it's so. We should do it. I I'm for sure. Next time you come to my place, yeah, you can. We'll do one for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that'd be really cool. Um, because like, people get to know about. Uh, you brought up a great point. Um, you get vulnerable, you know, mm -hmm. because you don't know what's gonna happen, and then while working on that project, some kind of shape gets made mm -hmm. some kind of object gets made yeah well here's the thing so i have a little story tell me so the story is i ended up finding this drink at studio nixon okay it's called cafe limo and i was just like wow and then i found it at another cafe as well and i was like i like the branding i love the flavor i found it at a creative hub which is studio nixon mm-hmm Shout out to Andreas and Gabby. For sure. And and yeah, I was like, okay, well, like I want other creatives to drink this as well as somehow um, include that in a podcast. Mm -hmm. And then simply, I DM'd the person. We exchanged emails for a couple months. We ended up having a conversation, which is going to come soon. Exciting. Um. And he was like, hey, you know what? Cafe Limo is going to give free drinks to all the creatives that come on Creative Starting Convos. This is awesome. Right? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's uh, you had an idea and you executed. There we go. Can we cheers? Yeah, we're going to do some cheers. Cheers. But like, you know, this this person, Simon, had an idea and executed it. So I, I just think there's a bit of a lesson here. The, the first thing was just to try. Just take that step one. I think it's that ideas are not as abundant as we think they are. Oh, you think? Like, at least good ideas. So when you have a good idea follow it because you know you have so many ideas in a day so if you're not going to execute on it you're losing an idea you know especially when they're good ones and 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 those ideas i kind of feel like they have a relation with like a kind of a gut feeling an, an intuition you know and so you have to follow that because you know if you if, if well i guess more it's maybe more specific to me because i'm like i try to find a good idea for an artwork you know and Sometimes if I'm forced to do that, I can't find one. Like I can think about one forever and like I'm not going to find a good idea. And unless 
when I'm not thinking about it and a good idea comes up and I don't write it down, I'm losing that opportunity, you know? At least that's some way that you're asking me how I find ideas. That's one way for sure. Just yeah. always being ready for it, you know? Always being ready for it. Yeah, I remember we were talking about... So are you still walking? I honestly... It's, I wish I, I should do that more. I think I should walk more and, and probably meditate. I think that would help a lot with coming up with ideas because it's in, in those, like I said, those vulnerable childlike moments when you don't have all your preoccupations of your ego consciousness to to kind of stop the idea. When you're, and then uh, like I was telling you earlier, like my best ideas actually happen four or five minutes before I fall asleep. So I'll close yeah. my eyes thinking about something. And and it was, like, it was even like that in physics, actually. But it's always like right at the end because you're kind of in between states. And I think that's where the answers from the other world appear because you're not, it's not in this conscious, yeah. rational world, you know. You're living in another world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's kind of how I see it, too. Yeah. I, I, and you're taking those ideas from another world into this world. Yeah. I mean, that's at least how I I like to come up with ideas. Because I feel like a lot of other ways it's like you find inspirations on other other people's ideas and then you kind of connect the dots together, which I think is a fine way to get ideas as well. But the ones I enjoy the most are the ones that are kind of so out of this planet that I'm like, perfect. <laughs> is Is there any idea in the making right now? Well, I mean... Or a project in the making from uh, five minutes about to sleep. Well, I have a... I mean, I have a lamp that I want to do that uh, that I'm thinking about kind of how I want to figure it out. Well, actually, a good example would probably be the chair that I recently did. You know, I found the base of a Barcelona chair on the street again. And I brought it back home because it's such a beautiful... Just the metal structure is beautiful. So I brought yeah. it home. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And and I was just thinking, I was like, what what can I do with this this structure that would still be consistent with my my pursuit in this project with this, the recontextualization of art objects? And at night it popped to me that I wanted to, the cushions to mimic the, um, the text, the like a fabric, rolls that you find in like fabric shops or like studio shops which is canvas and kind of mimic that structure and that would be the chair and that idea came up and i was like okay i need to do that and then again by coincidence i found a foam from a couch that was on the street that someone was just throwing away and i found wooden structures in a parasol on the street you know all these things just appear at the minute that you think about them I'm trying not to have a fan moment here. <laughs> For real. I want that chair so bad. <laughs> I want that lamp so bad. I want to do easel projects so bad. Yeah. No, well, I think uh, like look, this is a good this is a good sign and and we're only going to keep exploring in that direction, you Yeah. Know? It's yeah. good to feel excited about things that you know, they're not obvious, I find. Learning is your passion. I would say so. You know, so. you you said that. Yeah. Talk about what what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a I think it's a passion, but I also think it's kind of almost an obsession. I don't know. I just I I'm so curious, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, your roommate was asking you that, and he was like, Simon's really good with that because he always asks why, 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 and you keep going. And I think that's what learning is about: is just keeping on asking the why questions and figuring it out. So sometimes that means you know, techniques to sew or putting objects together or, or, or thinking about ideas. But I'm I'm super interested in like philosophy and psychology, you know, why do we what what gives us meaning, what gives us purpose? Like that's fascinating to me. Like what are neutral stars, like geopolitical issues, like all these things I feel like once you know that they exist, I mean, I can't stop myself from figuring out at least and I mean, the other thing is, I think it's important to humble yourself to say that you never know, you know, even though you know more about a subject, you can never preach that you know the entirety of the subject. I mean, 
humanity is so old <laughs> old and every day every second things are just evolving yeah so yeah i guess being student of life yeah being what you said is it's true Student, a student of life yeah, yeah being being a student of life yeah I, i i think curiosity is within all of us but we don't necessarily have the space to explore it kind of and i think that i was i'm really grateful that uh whenever we would eat dinner and i was a kid me and my dad would and we would finish dinner and talk for two hours about random things and he would allow me to explore that and keep pushing me in that direction all the time because he would spend his days in the studio listening to the radio and he didn't have anybody to talk about it with and i love talking about it uh, i love to talk about these things yeah and i kept asking why 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 and my dad was like hell yeah you know i can talk about everything and i don't know it's just something that i enjoy you know and then physics was like even more exciting you could just keep going into these rabbit holes of understanding how You know, it's oh, there's always something more fundamental. You know, you you understand molecules, you understand matter, molecules, atoms, quarks, like waves, energy, and it just keeps. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. So yeah, I I think I have that that curiosity, but I I yeah, I would I hope that other people can also experience their curiosity and if that's something that they want to do. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think we're very grateful that we have that sense of wanting to learn do you feel curious. that that's something that's also kind of within you um i'm i'm trying to think here like these days 100% because i feel like this is i'm young and we are young and we should be learning we should be trying as many projects as we can and things like that just so you know we ha- we are experienced and we kind of know what we want to do mm-hmm. um back to you know you you t- have to take physics to figure out or to realize physics is not something that you want to pursue professionally mm-hmm. right um yeah yeah i think man i think people have so much to offer mm-hmm. you can like just sit and just listen to one story yeah and there's and if you keep just asking why and you're genuine about it i think that can become a habit yeah that's would a good you, point yeah would you would you are you able to are you able to relate to that absolutely and i think that it's something i would thrive to be better at i think that you're really good at that but yeah it's so important to to kind of listen and just allow your perspective on a certain subject that you're curious about to be an open field and let them guide you in that field yeah. from their perspective and that doesn't mean that that's your perspective or or anything but that freedom of just being able to explore is so i feel so liberating you know yeah i think people can be a little closed off or closed minded mm. um this this comes from my experience mm. probably sounds pretty pessimistic too but yeah that's that's just how i feel and i think i i don't even remember how i started being curious mm. it just happened and i think that's the beauty of these things cuz like i don't know if you can necessarily force yeah yeah i know i think it's i think it's difficult and that's also something i i i strive with through art you know because art is so off the grid you know in a certain yeah. sense i mean i'm i'm interested with more on the grid stuff or <laughs> like yeah. more like like uh, understandable ideas but i like completely destabilizing uncomfortable vulnerable and free ideas so to get into that spirit you know it requires you to like constantly be able to challenge yourself with that and i think that that's something that uh it has the power you know you can look at a painting and say like if you ask yourself those why questions with paintings you know why did this person paint yeah. this why is or and especially when they're like revolutionary paintings you know or artworks or artifacts or regardless it could be products yeah. too you know when you look at a i don't know 
like some shoe collabs that you're like what the hell how do they think yeah. about that you know and it's exciting i don't know um everybody had like you say everybody has something to to, to offer share, yeah. to offer to share um yeah yeah man like i know because uh even like half hour ago before we were starting this conversation i was like if we really like sit and think about it every single person has a story yeah that is probably so entertaining and you others can learn so much from it you just gotta just be open-minded like you said yeah. not open-minded but be an open field yeah let them guide you yeah and i yeah. think that you're right like i understand why maybe that's not easy because you kind of spend time making your field of view and your field of perspective so to have that being shaken down is kind of like frustrating perhaps but i i i'm all for expanding the framework expanding the perspective even if it's perspectives that not only that i haven't explored but i completely disagree with because it is only when i understand where they came from at the at the source that i can understand their perspective you know yeah. if someone tried to guide me in this forest that I've never been and I'm like, well, why is I'm why am I going there? You know, I don't I feel uncomfortable with this conversation or whatever. But you can always find the humanity in, in everybody, you know? Yeah. And, and and their stories, like you say. Talking about forest, you know, um, something I wrote down is you were so y your childhood was in Magog, which is a forest kind of yeah <laughs> okay so uh, so let's kind of talk about that because you're like i'm grateful for that upbringing uh made me humbled connected to nature and comfortable with being alone mm. yeah, yeah. That's right. i did write that yeah yeah i mean i like like i said i was born i was born in a big city i was born in new york and i left when i was four so my whole life i kind of was like i was in new york like the city you know yeah and i just want to go back to a big city and it's only now that I'm in back to kind of a bigger city in Montreal that I look back at my childhood and I'm like, this was so peaceful and so, I don't know. There was less, there was less challenging views. So I kind of could develop my own perspective alone in a very free space. You know, it's not as if like I was constantly interacting with people. So I was mostly like in the weekends, I would go with my friend and we would go in the forest and like make little like shacks. And I mean, that was awesome. You know, I had the freedom to do that, which is great. I don't know. And now if we if we, if we kind of think about it, this is just an idea I just had. Mm. Um, you kind of made your life in a way where now you can, instead of those shacks, it could be something else and you can make something else does that make yeah, sense? yeah 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 it's as if it's like that freedom to explore in the forest yeah allowed me not to explore my mind on some hand but also to create yeah abundance that's the thing yeah 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 look yeah. at you i think you should be a podcast instead of me i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> no no but i mean you're right I, did you grow up kind of in the more suburban area? um so I was born in States, Phoenix, and then okay. I ended up going to Pakistan as well. Okay. Um, lived there and then in Canada. So that's kind of my upbringing. Damn. Um, I lived in the capital. So it's, it's all, it was always like, go, go, go. The capital of, of Pakistan? Ca capital of Pakistan. Okay. Yeah. And then I lived in smaller cities in Canada because at that time my dad was expanding his business. Okay. And, you know... I I was in, I I ended up just getting bored and I wanted to explore more. So mm -hmm. I was like, Montreal, it is. Yeah, yeah. That must be, it must be very enriching to see, you know, to see two worlds growing up. Yeah, yeah. It gives you, I mean, it, it almost gives you an edge in life if we yeah. think about it. Um, and I've actually never thought about it like that, but. This, this is what like I'm talking about you know well if you're an open field someone can tell you these things that can like change your perspective mm -hmm. like you kind of you know I, I used to think like you know I'm from Pakistan I might not have the best perspective or like things like that but you're like 
oh, but you have perspective from two different worlds. Right. It doesn't yeah. take away. I mean, it actually adds to whatever perspective. This is her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was the question? Uh, how, how did you see the value of that kind of? How, how did I see the value? Um, so I did move here at a fairly young age. But at the at the same time, I saw you, you how man man the thing is for us to be in Canada, um, not just like like free healthcare is a huge thing, yeah. but for us to actually be able to pursue what we want to do in life, yeah. Because how I saw Pakistan was like survival of survival of the fittest. Mm you didn't really have an option to be an artist mm. from my experience. Mm. Like, you know, you had to work, you had to go to college. Yeah. And because the opportunities we have, there are not opportunities like that. So there, there's so many like things that we kind of should, uh, I, I think about, I should think about this often, but like for us to not only have an opportunity to, do what we want to do but also have a mindset where we actually know like what are the things that we want to do and we and we're not just following a normal societal path yeah 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 i think that definitely the i think a lot of it is the mindset thing mm-hmm. you know because i feel like you know to create is something that is so inherent in all humans that regardless of the situation everybody has the ability to create in their own ways and i don't think that it requires so much to be able to do that but i definitely think that it requires a lot of mindset and and the confidence to say i can create something without necessarily in the in the scope that it doesn't necessarily bring you financial gain or whatever but in free time everybody has the ability to kind of come up with ideas you know and like that could be in programming that could be in anything in the you know any yeah. sphere but if you're passionate about something and and you have that drive and that mindset it's all about freeing up that mindset i think maybe. yeah and that's that's where i guess pakistan would be different because we have that time people in pakistan don't really have that time mm. i don't know because you're you know you lived in argentina no but my my dad your, lives there yeah your dad isn't yeah pardon me um you how is it in argentina like do you have a lot of opportunities to be a creative to be an artist yeah well that's the thing you know like it 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 depends of hmm i mean argentina now especially the inflation is it's like the fourth worst inflation yeah i heard that yeah so money just doesn't really have any value and so that is such a weird concept for us in the West or whatever in Canada to be like, well, what if money doesn't, how do you live, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I, I don't have the biggest perspective on this because it's only my dad lives there, but mm-hmm. it's not as if I've experienced that from hands on. But from my understanding is that when money does not have any more value, you kind of have to figure out a different way to find value. And so... And I mean, in the most extreme ex- uh, cases, obviously, it's, I mean, if once you're able to, to survive and eat and have shelter, then the idea is like you survive with your community, you survive with your friends and you play soccer, you know, and soccer does not cost anything <coughs> or going, you know, inviting your friends over and having conversations with them doesn't cost anything, you know? Yeah. So it kind of, in the best case scenario, it just resituates your life to other ways of finding meaning than financial gain, you know, which is something that I think is hard for people in the North, I guess, to think about because I grew up with that too. Like everybody here that kind of wants to make money in a certain sense. Yeah. But when I saw in Argentina that you could live a very happy life and a very fulfilling life without having money as your number one priority, I mean, it's crazy, you know, but that's not to say that 
if you can't have, I mean, obviously that's considering that you can have your bare necessities, you know. This is like a very deep, heartfelt <laughs> conversation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that Yeah, too. this doesn't feel like a podcast at all. Now I want to touch on your favorite tea, yerba tea. Oh, yerba mate. Yerba? Yerba mate. Yerba mate. Yeah. Are you still drinking it every night? Every day, yeah. Every day? Yeah. Uh, talk to me about it. Yes. It's something you're doing every single day. Well, look, this is... And I don't understand why not everybody's doing that every single day. It's it's amazing. It's a it's a it's a very traditional Argentinian slash Brazil slash Uruguay slash Chile, but mostly Argentina and Uruguay. And it's this herb that instead of putting hot instead of putting tea in hot water, okay, you're putting hot water in tea, and the filter is in the straw, la bombisha, and so it tastes much more like tea you can imagine and how does it taste it's funny because i've every time someone that's the thing every time someone comes to my house they do an easel and they drink mate well, <laughs> we're doing it we're yeah. doing it um very soon then. yeah absolutely yeah but it tastes uh i mean i love it it's a very good digestive um tea and it's also very good for i don't know it's like a better coffee in my opinion it caffeinates you? It's it's not caffeine, or maybe it is, but I don't really see it as caffeine. Instead of giving you like a a quick high, you know, caffeine kind of gives you that really jump, yeah. and then you kind of fall back down. Mate is just kind of like this this solid high, and that if doesn't really come back down, you just feel good the whole day, and you're you're clear headed too. No way! It's amazing, and it's also such a cool and traditional drink you know like it looks cool and it it's like it's aesthetic it's, it's also something to share which is cool you know argentina wow. has that a lot in argentina you drink two mates per day sometimes oh wow and you would sit down like i remember my grandmother like in her last couple years i would go to that house where they were all there you know they would being like in a like a house with like a, a, a many abuelas and they would do the mate my dad would come and we would pour the mate and everybody's sitting there and then and then you pass it around to the next person and we all share the same mate so it's a very communal very that's beautiful heartfelt thing yeah i i mean i'm i'm excited to share one with you yeah yeah you come over. no it'll, it'll be it'll be a pleasure when are the hats coming arthur right well maybe you want to try it on i definitely want to try it on i take a lot of naps that's it. Wait, let me take a picture. <laughs> you know, this is perfect. You know, I want to work like this, which means I'm not going to work and do, I'm going to do the thing that I do best and sleep. It looks so good. Like on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also matches my fit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. How do you feel? How do I, f I feel great. <laughs> I feel protected from this cruel world. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so hat. Um, this is, this is the hat that I saw and then I was like, okay, I need to have a conversation and go for a coffee with Arthur. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. No, that yeah. must've been the hat. Yeah. Yeah. So this is called the nap hat. Yeah. Um, we need to release this Arthur. Mm. So kind of, kind of talk to me about, you know, th there's so many projects that you work on. Um, what are you what is like your vision? I mean, that's a thing. I don't really exactly know where's the final destination of this vision. Definitely, like I said earlier, like right now, what I'm most interested in is kind of exploring ideas. Again, around that studio theme. So canvas is something that's kind of a no-brainer for me to kind of explore. Actually, the brim of this hat was made out of a paint bucket. See, Cut. this is this is a true creative, <laughs> true artist talking. I, this is why I don't consider myself to be a creative. <laughs> Stop it. But uh, yeah, so and again, it's just like these little examples that I I would like to ha like. I was like, I like to create stuff that I would like to have. Okay. And I like to explore in that direction. So I mean, I made these pants. This t-shirt. This t-shirt is another good example. Yeah. Um, but I'm not necessarily right now in a headspace to be thinking about kind of 
manufacturing a bunch of of, of stuff, especially with this project, because I'm kind of more, I think I'm at a stage where I want to just kind of like you're saying, we're young and we want to explore. I'm at that stage. And I think that with social media, I'm able to kind of maybe uh, garner an interest. And if ever that goes to a, a level that is like, that there's a lot of demand, then I think I'll be able to like start going into that mindset of manufacturing. Um, because that's what I kind of do with my doodles, you know, with Art by G. Arthur. Right. Um, and so kind of, I, th- I see myself now more concentrated on pursuing art. So I'm, I'm excited and like kind of continuing to explore without necessarily bringing to market, which brings me to an example that you were asking me about France. Yeah. Which is the, that's an example of a project that I'm extremely excited about. When you're asking me what was my favorite project, I think it has not happened yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I haven't told anybody, which is cool. I can talk about it in the podcast. Yeah. But um, I'm basically, I threw an organization called Logic, 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 which is like invites Quebec artists with various different projects. I don't even know if it's just artists, actually, I think for all creatives. Um, but basically, I submitted to go to France at Roubaix to do furniture or art objects based off recycled uh, materials. So for 48 hours, I have to find through different like warehouses, find objects and recreate furniture or something. So I'm really excited about that. And I think that that's kind of a direction that I'm looking forward to go to because it's more in that like kind of sustainable um, the word in French is surcyclage, which is like a, it's not recycling, it's not reusing, it's actually uplifting uh, recycled goods, I guess. Wow. Okay. So it, it creates one on one. It it requires me to constantly have new ideas, but not necessarily scale up manufacturing yet. You know, but I think that it's. I mean, a good example of someone who's doing that very well in Montreal is uh, Suzu Bate, and he creates lamps out of uh, fans. Wow. Yeah, and they're really amazing. I would love to have a conversation with yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Philippe. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. But uh, So, yeah. Um, okay, so France, and that, that's cool. So your favorite project is your next project then? Yes, sir. So I guess I got my answer that I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. How, how, does a, how do artists get opportunities like this like you know you're able to go to france now well yeah this is to me it's crazy i've never i've never had this experience like that i, I feel like i was very lucky actually it's a friend of mine sebas who told me about this project legit he was like yo man i've heard about this project i think it would it would make sense with you and I, and partly he knows that because i'm posting about what i'm creating and that's why i encourage people who are creative to post about it and not to post because you're looking for uh, feedback or likes or whatever, you know, you're just posting because it's like an open portfolio, you know, and for anybody who would be interested, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to see it, you know, as opposed to trying to gain attention and all those things, you know, I'm just posting it so that if anybody wanted to be inspired by that, they could. Anyways, going back to the subject, Sebas kind of told me about this project, Logic, and I just applied. And I think I was able to apply because I've been working on these things for some time. And so I was able to kind of garner some some examples of things that... Your, port- uh, your portfolio is fire. Okay. I saw <laughs> it at um, on Art by Jarther. Yeah, I think yeah. I need to change the name, but yeah. But yeah. Well, I forgot the name now. What's the name? I guess it, sh- it should be... I think because it, it makes confusion, the, the distinguish between the doodles and... Anyways, I'm trying to figure out the branding name. But yeah, it's my website, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, that's really cool, man. The Like, you're going to learn so much, too. Yeah. And you'll be able to have conversations with so many like-minded people. Yeah. Um, but that's, I, that's I awesome. guess to answer, because I'm, I just clicked in my head now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. Like, I think the sequencing of events is kind of explore whatever you figure out which what you like or what you would like to do try to go towards that direction share that process with people that you care about and whether that be social media or even just your peers and be open to 
what might come out of it and just keep pushing in that direction and then the opportunities are going to come towards you because you're going to be look you're going to be working forward for the things that you're trying to be working on you know i think a lot of like like photographers they do that all the time you know they want to work for big uh, clients like uh, calvin klein or whatever so they do calvin klein like shoots and eventually it attracts the attention of calvin klein like clients you know what i mean you and you did that with converse exactly so i think that that's kind of that probably gave me the experience to do or the experience and confidence to do that with other projects now that i'm kind of going in another direction let's say but i think a lot of it is like i said is like having the confidence within yourself the mindset which is free to pursue what you want to do and push towards that direction just like you're doing on the podcast and you'll see the opportunities come and follow your way because they can see your vision through what you're doing you know yeah yeah does that make sense kind of that that makes sense that that makes sense um okay but here's the thing so now i want to i have i get this opportunity to speak to creatives so i was like you know what let me i'm going to implement this segment thing in this podcast thing i do mm -hmm. whereas it's going to be quick fire questions and this is our first time doing it so or this is my first time asking someone these questions so okay. so let's see how i actually do it okay um arthur what brand or project do you have an eye on recently well it's kind of disconnected to what uh we've been talking about but i think that the dime and canadian montreal is a crazy collab i mean to me the canadians the montreal canadians is like the yankees yeah they but are. for us and that logo had to be recontextualized and had to be brought up in in the streetwear art world so i i'm really happy that that's coming together i think that's awesome yeah yeah and um maxwell newbacker mm. his the pictures homie. yeah the <laughs> he i mean his work like show did you his the pictures he's taking they're so natural yeah and i i'm, I'm so happy that he is involved in that project too he's an example of a guy who had a vision and pursued that vision until the opportunities came towards him in that direction, you know? Yeah, he did. Uh, I remember when we had that conversation, um, it was like five years he didn't make any money. Yeah. No, he's been he's been hustling, man. Yeah, go going at it, yeah. Um, okay, so that wasn't as quick fire. Yes, because sorry. I, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 that, that, that's, <laughs> that's my fault, actually. Yeah. Uh, but but I still loved it though. So what place and by that a place could be like a restaurant, cafe, um, is gives you creative freedom. Well, I have to say my studio. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I can, and yeah. why so? Because everything in the studio is exactly the inspiration for what I'm doing. I I just walk around sometimes in my studio in circles and I look for objects. No way. Yeah, definitely. That's and books, awesome. I think books is another one. You know, we talk about physical spaces, but there's also mental spaces. Mental yeah. spaces, yeah. No, all right. So, what is what is a book that you're reading these days? I'm reading uh, Plato's Republic, and it's a and why so? It's a crazy book, man. It's a book about justice, power, knowledge, democracy. It's really crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah. So we got two more. A song that's been on the rotation. Hmm. Well, now I've been listening to uh, Charles Navour. Fuck, what's the song? But it's a really good song. It's in French, though. Uh, and it's, or even Simon and Garfunkel, I've been listening a lot to. But it's Yar uh, Encore from Charles Navour. That's a beautiful song. Who's a person? It could be a content creator, mm. could be a celebrity, could be anybody, could be a family member mm. that has inspired you throughout this creative journey that you're on. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. See, this segment cannot be a quick fire. Yeah. Thing. These are good questions, too. You know, they, they kind of like make you want to talk about it. Right. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. I wonder how like. But I, I guess maybe it's just me, too. Maybe maybe some people would just say a name. Like, I just like to ramble, so. Yeah, but I would do the same thing. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. But again, you know, because you know, remember you said like um, Lex Friedman. Yeah. Because you listened to Lex Friedman yeah. a lot. You were like, he asks like similar questions. So it kind of gives um, like a similarity. Yeah. To the show. Yeah. Type of thing. So I, I kind of want to do that. And these are just questions I'm so interested in. Yeah. Like, I want to know what music you're listening to and yeah. what books you're reading to. Or I think they're good questions. I, I think they just, they could be shorter questions, you know? Like, they, they don't necessarily have to be, like, quick bursts, but it could be, like, two-minute answers, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, like, Lex, his, his questions are, like, do you think about your own death? Like, you can't <laughs> say, like, yes, and then keep going, you know? Exactly. But he doesn't let, I mean, he uses, he usually asks that questions at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So the person's like, okay, yeah, and, you know, they finish with that, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, people that have inspired me. Yeah. Well, I would say for sure, honestly, in my immediate circle and just going outwards, for sure, for sure, my parents, you know, yeah. and then honestly, Angelo, for yeah. sure. And, 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 uh, Gildas and Zach, Zach uh, helped me a lot, actually, in my career as well. Zach who? Uh, Zach Steen. And then like, I, I like to be inspired by kind of more crazy conceptual artists because their frameworks are so foreign to me that they allow me to feel comfortable being uncomfortable in that sense that's beautiful yeah lay, lay some on me so i mean in my practice i'm definitely super interested and this is also kind of cliche but like duchamp for sure okay and then beers i really like beers as well i've been reading him a lot i way way for sure um yoko ono look at that no uh bruce newman for sure uh those are for sure like my my my, my top artists that I, I like why would you how would you say angelo because angelo i don't know it's just someone you look up to i also know angelo since i'm like 12 yeah that's so true. i've been looking up to him you know and so for him to kind of trust the vision and and also follow a crazy dream so so eloquently you know i mean it's pretty absurd what he's doing if you think about it yeah and getting us to fly to iceland to play soccer giving us allowing us to play during a rave like these are things these are ideas that come from another world yeah and that he's able to execute and and share with other people you know Mm -hmm. that's something that's super inspiring i find yeah i remember i think this was something i told angelo like I inspire to be as nice as he is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how nice he is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, well, y- yo, th- this honestly has been like one of my favorite conversations. Damn, man, um, me too, man. It was, fun. yeah, I mean, it was great. You're, you're very passionate and very caring, and oh, I, I appreciate yeah. it, bro. So you can take your time with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine you had a billboard that captures all the creatives attention in this world what would you what message would you put on that billboard hmm that's a good question yeah thank you <laughs> hmm but like you you can totally take time first first of all yeah. about being humble which is you know when you talk about angelo that's a quality that you give him early on and i think that that's a, a very important quality for all creatives because you get a lot of power by create, be, being creative and especially if, if you're a successful creative and that might lead you to feel overly confident about things and, and f- make you forget that at the, f- the first and foremost, you're a human being, you know? So that's definitely, I think, something that's super important. And then I think it would be to be less, to be more comfortable taking risks and and being vulnerable in doing so especially when you think you're doing the right thing or when you strive to be doing the right thing like when i think about lex friedman you know he he knows that there needs to be a space in the podcasting world that is politically unbiased and that tackles very important questions and he took the responsibility humbly to do so and i think that that is something that is extremely admirable and 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 yeah, I guess those two things: be humble and be. But you, you, but 
what is that one message you would put? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like I'm not very good at, at like a good phrase, but it's something around the lines of being humble and, and being, uh, and taking, ta- taking, taking responsibility while being vulnerable and taking risks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and exploring things that you don't think about. I don't know. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is there an example of like where you were exploring things that you were not thinking about? At one point, this clicked in my head where I had been used to putting myself in certain boxes. I was like, I'm the guy who does this and I don't like these things and I like these things. And whenever something was outside of my box, I would say, I'm not the kind of person who does that or explores these ideas. So I would just not go. Like growing up, I was better in math and not so much in writing so i would never read books because i was like i'm not the guy who reads books and at one point i realized that by thinking this way i was literally enclosing myself into a box that doesn't exist that i just imagined for no reason and so i think if the, the message is kind of don't do that to yourself you know you have the freedom take it and live it and and it's not everybody can do this you know so that's what I mean by exploring ideas that you're not used to exploring because you can, you know. That totally makes sense. Yeah. You, I don't think you could have put it in a better way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Arthur, thank you for the conversation, man. Bro. This is us doing our handshake. <laughs> you should be listening on or you should be watching the conversation um, so you can see the handshake we just did. Mm. But yeah, man, if other creatives want to start a conversation with you, what are some of the easiest ways? Mm. I guess just sending me a DM probably on a J dot underscore Arthur. That might be the best way or send me an email, which you'll find if you go on my Instagram. Yeah, I guess my Instagram would be the best way. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to uh, put that in the description. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming. The camera died. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, man. Really appreciate this. And I love what you're doing. And I just power to you to keep going. It truly means the world, man. Seriously. And I love what you're doing, too. Yeah. I might start nagging you about some furniture. (laughs) This is just the beginning of a a great friendship. Yeah, 100%. All right. All right. We'll end it here. Peace, everybody. Peace Peace to the world. Yes.